Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, business and mindset coach, author and speaker, and the creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand and a profitable business and become the creative rebel you set out to be. Now is the time to be courageous and become a bold and powerful voice in your industry. Forget average, it's time to level up. Oh, hey, friend. Hey, how are you? So good to have you back on the podcast. I am looking forward to sharing this episode with you as I do with all of my episodes. Are you loving the interviews? I did a whole lot of solo episodes, obviously, last month. And then I also did a whole lot of interviews that I had batched, ready to go for August um, and hopefully some of September. Just look at me being so planned, yeah? I am impressed with myself sometimes because it doesn't happen all the time. So let's just be honest about that. But I've got another great interview for you. It is with one of my gorgeous, amazing clients, Tori. She's a regional business coach and she is sharing her story and all of the things that have really helped her to be successful with all the challenges that she faces being in the middle of nowhere. So I just think wherever you are located, no matter what your business is, you're going to get something out of this. So definitely stick around and listen in. But let me tell you a little bit about Tori. She has been working in small business for over 15 years across a range of different industries and she loves helping business owners find realistic and achievable growth solutions, especially businesses out in the bush. She is a lover of red wine, gin and pate. She has two little boys that keep her on her toes. She's a fan of chunky necklaces and kimonos. Maz from Home and Away is her spirit animal. And she's also an advocate of the Oxford comma and she refuses to acknowledge that Australia doesn't use it. She's been in Australia for over 10 years, definitely long enough to distort her Texan accent, but not long enough to stop saying y'all, which I love. Tori works with regional and rural businesses all over Australia. And so if that is you, then definitely listen in. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Make sure that you go check her out. Also, I wanted to do a big call out because she has got the Business Blitz virtual event for regional and rural women in business. But to be honest, I'm sure that you could go check it out, even if you're not there. It starts on August the 16th. This will be dropping the week of the 1st of August. So make sure that you get in and go check it out. I will have the link in the show notes. Otherwise, you can go to thepowerproject.com.au forward slash blitz, B-L-I-T-Z, and you can go and get your ticket. It is $12, 20 speakers, 12 minutes each. So these are power sessions, and I know that you'll get so much out of it. Tori is an absolute powerhouse. So let's dive into this week's episode. Tori, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Suze. I just love spending time with you. I love spending time with you too. It's so good. It's so good. And so today I did want to talk about, because I find your situation a very interesting one. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But I think that you're such a great example of how to build a successful business when you've got a lot of challenges that maybe a lot of other people don't always have. So for those of my listeners who don't know you, 
you want to give us a little bit of background on your business now and who you are? And then we can dive into how you got here. Yeah, definitely. So I am Tori Kopke. I am the rural and regional business coach. So I work with rural and regional women across Australia to help them build their businesses. And I do it all from our family farm in the wheat belt of Western Australia. The closest town is 25 Ks away, you know, for me to get a haircut, it's two hours away. Uh, The nearest Woolies is an hour away. So there's definitely like a lot of logistical challenges with where I am located. I have three forms of internet, just in case one drops (laughs) out, I can still run my business. And I've got obviously a farming side hustle. And then I have two little boys, a one-year-old and a four-year-old. So yeah, a lot happening, but I wouldn't happen any other way. I absolutely love what I do and where I live. Amazing. And I also love that, like you obviously work with rural women in business or women who are in regional areas as well, because you get it, you understand the challenges. And I think that us in the city don't always, you know, have to think about the three different types of internet that we need to have in order to run our business. And so how did you get into the wheat belt of Perth or Western Australia, Tori? How did you get there? Well, how did I get here? (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I wonder that myself, Suze. So yeah, I graduated from uni in the middle of the GFC and that was, no one would hire like a new uni grad in America. And I was like, right, I'm going to go traveling because that just sounds so fun and fabulous. So I packed two suitcases. I had no idea how to backpack. I was an absolute failed backpacker, packed two giant suitcases, moved to Australia to work as no pair, got fired after three days, which is just hilarious and a whole nother story in itself. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Where was it? Which city did you land in? Um, Sydney. So I went from Sydney, um, to like a small town, um, still on the coast. And then yeah, I got fired after three days. Hilarious. Then I flew to WA and started working as a barmaid, which I was way better at compared to being an au pair. (laughs) And then, yeah, I was backpacking around and I met my husband and then, I obviously needed a visa to stay in this country. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get a job. Like I will get a job. My husband was like, "Mm, I don't know. You're American. You're going to have a really hard time getting a job. And I was like, no, 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 no. I will get a job. So I applied for like 300 jobs. One of them, one of the 300 said can be an American or Australian to apply. And I was like, I'm going to get that job. That one's mine. And he looked over it and he's like, you know, boyfriend at the time we weren't, we weren't married. And he said, oh, yeah, I don't know. It says that you're going to manage the whole Australasia region. And I was like, well, yeah, I am. So 22 years old (laughs) and I landed the job. So, and it was a Texas-based company, which was just fortuitous because I am Texan. So I spent the next three years working in corporate, flying from Texas to Perth, to Malaysia, just all over. And yeah, managing their Australian branch. And it was an incredible experience, especially at 22, like fresh out the gate, um, fresh, fresh, fresh from the bar where I was pouring drinks into this really senior corporate role, which was incredible and so valuable. But then I decided I obviously wanted to be closer to my fiance once we got engaged. So then I took another corporate job that took me to the country because I was traveling between Perth and the farm every weekend. And that was getting exhausting. So then I took a corporate job that took me to the country 
And then as I worked in the corporate job in the country, I was like, no one is serving these people. No one is really understanding rural and regional businesses. Like we're getting a lot of consultants out of the city to help us with like our marketing or our systems, but no one really has a grasp on things like the farming season and the different like lifestyle that's out here. And this was, gosh, you know, six years ago. And so that's when I decided, right, I'm going to take off my corporate hat. I was working as a GM overseeing like sales, marketing, um, systems, manufacturing, production, like all sorts of really interesting stuff. So I took off that hat and I stepped into a marketing role, fulfilled a really amazing marketing agency, and then realized that it wasn't enough for me. I wanted to help people with everything from, you know, what their sales looked like through to their systems. And then that's when I decided a business coach was the best fit for me. And so I really stepped into that role of becoming a business coach that served these businesses throughout country Australia. And that's how I came to be on a farm in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I love that. First of all, I love that you just had the guts to go after like this global or this APAC role. That's so amazing at 22. Totally feel those vibes. I was the same. I was kind of in London, mid twenties, like ruling the world, of course. Like what else are we going to be doing? (laughs) No entry level job for me. No, thank you. (laughs) So good. And so when you decided to become a business coach and you were going to leave that marketing role, what did you do? Like, how did you get started? Yeah. So I think, well, I I was working as like, I had my own marketing agency, so it wasn't just a role. So it was more like I was just shutting down different bits of my business. And I kind of started saying, okay, that's not serving me. That's not lighting me up. And that's when I really started identifying what I wanted my business to transition into. And so the first thing I did was, you know, I launched a a four-week package and I made tons of mistakes. So the first thing I did when I decided I wanted to be a business coach was I made a bunch of mistakes. And then the second thing I did was I hired my own business coach to help me. (laughs) And (laughs) I learned so much in that time. And it, it was really just about turning my knowledge into a functional framework that I could then take my clients through because I did have all the knowledge, but it was more about making it really systematic and something that was applicable to my client base. And that is something that I think if I had skipped that step, my business would not be where it is today. Yeah, absolutely. And so once you hired the business coach and you started the business, obviously there were some challenges for you. And so what sort of things were you having to deal with that maybe we don't have to, you know, me being in the city, like that we have to think about? Yeah. Well, so in the time I've had my business, I've had two babies. So that's obviously children as well as for me to have children, you have, well, I chose to travel to the city. So then all of my doctor's appointments are in the city. So then there's all this extra travel time that, um, you wouldn't normally have. We also have the farming season because I have a farming side hustle. I don't know what to call. I'm not a farmer. So I just say I have a farming side hustle (laughs) because like, I'm not a farmer. Um, Yeah. So we have the farming season, which is for us seeding and harvest. And that basically means for somewhere between six and eight weeks, twice a year, I am a solo parent, as well as that's when I am, you know, running logistics for the farm. I'm ordering things. I'm, I'm running lunches out. I'm doing dinners at 10 o'clock at night and feeding staff. So 
all of these. And when you have staff, my grocery trips are a whole nother logistical nightmare that I am, you know, traveling two hours to get groceries. Mm. And so I have all of these other challenges that are completely outside of running a business. And obviously I've got um, kids and I know we've spoken in the past, you know, for me to get um, my youngest into daycare, I'm traveling over hundred Ks a day, just, just for daycare. And so sometimes it doesn't make sense. And you just have to figure out how am I going to run this business? How am I going to serve my clients despite all of these external factors? Yeah. And so I know that you work obviously with those types of clients. What sort of things are you seeing that they're, that's going really well for them, but also like what else are they having to deal with and think about? And maybe what kind of person do you have to be to, to overcome all those challenges to have a business in a regional or rural area? Yeah. Look, I think you've got to be, think outside the box. I think you absolutely have to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and just keep going because usually the first two plans are going to fail, which is why I have three types of internet. And my, um, my clients look, they're all such smart and savvy women and they, their resilience is something that shines through over and over again, is they just have this amazing resilience so that no matter the circumstances, they still get on with things and their success, it's inevitable. And it's just that to the core resilience that I admire and respect so much of these, these women running businesses and, and the most unlikely of places, you know, I have a client that's on a station in Outback Queensland so far from anything. And yet she's a thriving artist. So she's just one example. And then I've got, you know, the places you would think there's no way that that, that place has a thriving online business. And yet it does. It's just incredible. Yeah. So good. And I do think, I mean, we are in a very special time right now where, you know, you can do so much online uh, when you can get online and it's all working well. As far as growing your business goes, what have been some of the lessons that you feel you've learned just generally as a business owner along the way to be able to, you know, I guess niche and then find your clients because obviously they're kind of everywhere you know, uh, what, what have you done from a marketing perspective and from a business growth perspective to be able to grow your business? Yeah. So for me, the niche was something that I was really resistant to at first. I didn't want to be a business coach that only worked with, and and sometimes I still revisit it, but I didn't want to be a business coach that only worked with rural businesses. I felt like that was somehow going to lessen or diminish what people perceived of me as a business coach. And so it was about working through that and thinking, okay, well, what if it's not about me, but it's about the people that I'm serving. And so that's one of my favorite things to do is put myself in my client's shoes and think, who would I want to work with? I'd want to work with someone that totally understood my circumstances and everything that all the challenges that I'm facing. And so that's when I really owned, I think, being the rural or regional business coach and really stepped into that. But other challenges that I saw were, you know, not just in the niche and not just in um, where I live, but as well as like, it's, 
your mindset. Like we, we talk about mindset all the time, like having that really rock solid mindset is something that I think is so important in terms of growing your business. And so if I can go into, um, any situation with a really rock solid mindset, kind of like I was when I was 22, determined to get a job that I was probably not qualified for, but still got. Um, so I think if we can go into something with a really solid mindset, it's going to help us grow so much. Like there's so much growth in that. And so that is just one thing that I try to always go back to when I am looking at growth or I'm looking at, at growing my business. Yeah, absolutely. And so with the clients that you have been working with, like, has that been something that they've really wanted from you? Like they wanted to work with somebody who understood their particular needs? Absolutely. And I think it's not just understanding their needs, but I think it's just understanding everything that they're facing, like from being time poor to logistics to, yeah, there's, there's just so much that compounds when you live in the country that you don't necessarily think about, um, when you're trying to run a traditional business and oftentimes I'm working with women. And so then we've got the added fun of dealing with childcare and feeding people, which is just, just fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I just find it so interesting because I think that, you know, just even things of like, are they product-based businesses? Are they service-based businesses? Like it would be much easier to be a service-based business than then having to deal with shipping and all of those sorts of things. And so do you find that that people who live in those areas lean towards a certain type of business? You know what? It's honestly 50, 50, like we have so many product-based businesses in the country and hats off to them for dealing with logistics, because that is a whole nother animal trying to figure out the shipping of, of your, your product. I have one client who she drives her product to Perth once a week and drops them off because of the shipping costs. It's quite a large product. Um, she drives it to Perth, drops it off so that she can ship from Perth and minimize her shipping costs, which is insane. So um, I personally am so thankful that I can run a service-based business. And for the most part, I do work with service-based business owners. Um, so yeah, it's kind of my sweet spot, I think. Yeah, that's so great. And so what else are you sort of doing at the moment when you look at your market and when you look at growing your own business? And obviously this year you have just had your second Bobby. So, you know, it's like it's like there's a lot going on, but what are you sort of looking at in the next sort of six or 12 months as well as far as how you grow the support for your client base and how you deliver to them? Yeah. So I did just have my, well, I didn't just have him. So I had my one-year-old, he's one years old now. Um, he, before I had him, I was very much working in a one-on-one capacity. I think I had, gosh, I think like 23 one-on-one clients when I started maternity leave, like I had a ton of one-on-one clients, um, meeting with them either fortnightly or weekly like that that compounds. That's a lot of people. Um, and so it was actually when I was finishing up about to have, well, he was a surprise. He came six weeks early. So he was a primmy. So that was just another extra bit of mm. fun we got to have, um, going to NICU and the family was separated and they were in Perth. I was in Perth. They were up here. Um, 
but yeah, before I started my abrupt maternity leave, I knew that I needed to transition into group coaching and I'd run some group coaching programs, but I just wanted to do it in a way where people were more, the women were more connected to each other. There was so much connection. I could almost amplify my, um, my own knowledge and allow them to connect while still coaching them. And so that's why when I, gosh, December, I was coming back from maternity leave and I was like, how am I going to do this next 12 months in business? I don't have the time. Um, I don't have the time. I have five hours of dedicated childcare a week. So I, I literally don't have the time for 23 clients. Mm. So that was something I was really struggling with was figuring out how am I going to make the impact that I want to make with the time that I have. And that was why I came to you, Suze, because I was like, Suze would know how to do it. Um, and sure enough, you've helped me develop this incredible group program where I've got women from all across Australia. I think we literally have like every, every state we've got Northern territory, we've got them all, um, in there and everyone is building such valuable connections. And I think that's something I just want to see more of in the next 12 months is I want these women that might feel isolated or might feel very remote because we can't just pop into a co-working mm. hub. We can't just, um, you know, there's, there might be something really cool and innovative in the city and we can't access that. And yes, thank you COVID for bringing so much online, but it's still geographically, we can't access that, that in-person connection. And so in the next 12 months, I just want more of that. I want more women in regional areas to feel less isolated, to feel more supported in their businesses. And I also think that when it comes to community, you do want to be with other people that get you and that are kind of doing similar things. And it doesn't have to be the same business, but kind of in the same boat as you as well, which I think is so important to have people that understand and get it. And so that's why I think that your program is just such a godsend for women who want to have that community as well. Building it, building your program, what have you learned about yourself in the process? that I can do a lot with very little. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think we always underestimate ourselves, but I can definitely do a lot with very little. That's definitely been something that has come to the forefront since I I've launched it and now I'm supporting it and I'm supporting the women in it, but also it's made me just like, I'm so in love with the group. I am so deeply in love with every woman in there. I they light my soul on fire and it's, it's the best thing ever. Like it's, I feel bad for my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients because they're not in there. <laughs> it's literally the most incredible thing to have this, um, such a solid group of women supporting one another and just hanging out them, with them every week. Like I can't believe it's my job. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's amazing. I feel the same with Amplify as well. And mm. so with the group, what do you think has really helped you to attract those types of women because to have a group where you do love everybody and you're like, oh, they're just so good. What do you think has helped you to, to kind of attract that in? Oh gosh. Well, these ladies are of the highest caliber. Like I think when I was kind of forming the idea of a group coach, coaching program, I think I was underselling the sort of woman I wanted to attract because these women are of the highest caliber. They're absolutely incredible. And 
so I think something that's really helped is obviously my messaging. I have a really great um, Facebook group with lots of people in it. I think there's around a thousand members and they're all rural. Um, but I think that the thing that's, that's allowed people to come out and say, yep, yeah, this is for me is because it is purely for rural and regional women. Like we mm-hmm. don't have anyone from the city. And so it's such a safe place for someone to say, you know, I'm struggling with the farm and with seeding and with keeping my business running. And in any other group that would kind of, you wouldn't necessarily have the rally of support that you have in our group. Um, we have another woman who she's not necessarily, um, she's not tied to a farm, but she's traveling around Australia on her caravan. And so she's got tons of other just logistic issues outside of what we can even imagine. Um, and she's running her business and it's incredible. And I think that you wouldn't find that in a normal kind of everyday businesswoman mastermind is people with these extraordinary logistics and then the incredible solutions to match that everyone brainstorms together and contributes. And I'm so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Obviously niching down for that has just been such a great decision for you. And I think sometimes people are really scared to kind of niche down. They're like, well, there's not going to be enough. Or what if, what if there's other people that I want to work with? And so obviously that message has really resonated with your audience And so what are the sorts of things that you're supporting them with when it comes to the coaching? Oh, everything. So we, you know, launch plans to website copy, to emails, to designing their own, you know, service and what their, their services look like and their, their value ladder. So it's really top to bottom that we're, we're supporting. um, I'm supporting them on as well as just life. Like there is so much life support, which is just nice. And it's my favorite thing is that it's not one of those Facebook groups where it's kind of like pitched as a benefit. And you're like, oh yeah, Facebook group, this Facebook group is lit. Like there is so much activity. People are celebrating people. Like there's so much happening in the Facebook group, which is so fun. And so, yeah, there's, there's so much support and it's, um, yeah, it's my favorite. And thank you to Suze for helping me create this thing. Cause it's so cool. And it's so scalable for someone that has five hours of childcare. That's the thing. I have five hours of childcare a week. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And I mean, you had such an amazing launch and it was so great to see it all come together for you. And the fact that when you did launch, you were like, Oh my God, I'm so in love with all of the clients that are in there. And yeah, I mean, I just think it's such an incredible offering that I know that if any of my listeners are in regional or rural areas, like it's such a great space for them to to be as well. And so obviously we've got some growth happening there. So are you just going to focus in on that? Are you going to be doing anything else or is it just all the group program now? Oh, good question, Suze. So in August, I'm going to have an event. So I've done virtual summits before and I did them before they were cool. Like I did them <laughs> pre-COVID, <laughs> like I did them way, way, way long time ago. Um, so I actually did one pre-COVID like the week before COVID hit and we had 500 attendees amazing. and it was, it was amazing because, you know, we are in regional areas. We can't just rock up to a a luncheon and, oh my gosh, I wish I could. We can't just go out for brunch because that would take a day and a half of planning. Um, 
so yeah, we had a virtual summit. And so I think now that the world is getting back to normal, I need to step back into that role and give these rural and regional women what they want. And so I'm going to do another virtual summit in August, but I'm calling it a business blitz because it's 20 speakers, 12 minutes, minutes each. It's fast. It's sharp. And you know, we're time poor. That's, that's, I'm giving the people what they want. (laughs) So I think it's going to be, yeah, the next 12 months is definitely about growing the group and, and fostering those relationships, but it's definitely, I'm going to be servicing everyone in terms of showing up for events and coffee catch-ups and all of those kind of virtual things that we need to feel connected and stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. And you speak as well, don't you? So you, yes, I've got some speaking gigs as well in the next 12 months. And Suze, I haven't told you, I wrote the first three chapters of my book. (laughs) I love surprises. That's so good. That's amazing. And so any thoughts on when you are hoping that you'll get it out? I'm thinking first uh, first couple months of next year. Yeah. Yeah. So now that like it's underway, it's happening. Yeah. So good. That's so exciting. So speaking group program book coming out. I love it. You've got virtual summits. Like it's just so good. I know so much happening. It's crazy. What happens when you work with someone like Suze? I love it. I love seeing it. That's so good. And so Tori, for my audience, like where's like, first of all, tell me what the group program is called. Yep. So it's the power project. So you can go to powerproject.com.au and find out all about it because yeah, it's so fun. And the doors are open. So anyone can join at any time. And yeah, it's we a six month program, six months, six months. Um, we meet once a week and then there's obviously, other things that you get like a private client podcast and lots of Tory time, Tory, Tory looking at your stuff and then one-on-one sessions as well. So it's loaded. So good. And so what about the summit? Is that kind of that's coming? That is coming. It's the business blitz. You can find it um, on my website, which is on the power project. So you can find out about the business blitz and it's coming on August 16th. Fantastic. So good. And you've got a podcast as well. I do. Big Ideas Rural. We've got over a hundred episodes and it's bite-sized and binge-worthy. So I always think like, what would I want to listen to if I'm driving to town? My town trip's about 20 minutes. So I try to keep my episodes around that length. And yeah, tons of goodness in there. I'm about to launch into a series uh, interviewing different rural women. So that'll be fun. So good. So much going on. Amazing. Well, listen, we are going to have all of your links in the show notes. So if you want to go check out the podcast or the business summit or um, Tori's group as well, then you can definitely go and do that. But thanks for hanging out and sharing your journey with us. Thanks, Suze. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.